Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Tracy Bloom, and I interview people who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. And today I am speaking with award-winning author and travel journalist, Maxine Schur. Thank you, Maxine, so much for being here. Thank you, Tracy. I am so excited to speak with you because I started looking through the decades of work that you've produced and I was like oh my gosh she started writing a long time ago I mean you put out your first book in 1979 and one of them I saw had like an audio tape and I went audio tape you know so you have been at this for quite some time long time yeah how did you get started in your career because you have done so much I mean from the travel journalism, which is like a whole other topic I want to get mm-hmm. into, but how did you get started with, with writing and finding your passion? Well, um, it's an interesting story, actually. Um, when I was young, um, I traveled with um, my first husband. We traveled all around the world and we, we, we left uh, Berkeley, California, and we traveled to about 40 or 50 something countries. And that took a year and a half. And it was just one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And um, at the end of that travel, we we settled in New Zealand where we lived for five years. And I had, my head was actually bursting with all these experiences I had and places I had seen and people that I had met. Um, we, we literally did that overland um, trail from Europe to Asia. And we spent some a, a good deal of time in, in India and Afghanistan and Pakistan and a lot of places where um, many, many people, most people hadn't been. So I was dying to storytell about what I had seen, what I had experienced. So I started writing um, my experiences for, for young people. And they were published in um, these little school journals um, that were published by the New Zealand Department of Education. And I was very, very fortunate um, to have them illustrated by one of England's greatest children's book illustrators, Victor Ambrose, who'd won the um, the Kate Greenway Award for illustration, which is like our Caldecott Award. So that really launched me on on the idea of, hey, maybe maybe I could write for kids. And in fact, my my first two children's books were published in New Zealand. Um, and then I, I didn't stop. I just went on from there. I, I was very ambitious. You know, I, I had stories that were inside of me and I just, I needed to get them out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was reading through, because you've done yeah. also travel blogging and you've been featured in lots of different big name publications. Um, you also blog. I mean, how did you, did you find that it was, um, I guess, therapeutic or just relaxing or what was it um, putting all of your, I mean, because there's a difference between writing for children and then these beautiful experiences. I read some of your blogs and they're just beautiful. You put people right there in the moment and these beautiful places you've seen. Um, How did you kind of find to differentiate between writing those two styles? Well, that's a really interesting question because I think Um, I always think um, about what Montaigne said many years ago, right? A few hundred years ago, he he basically said that, you know, writing is a form of thinking. And often um, when we travel, for example, um, we need to think about that place. We need need to think about how we and that place connect. 
Um, what does that place mean to you as a traveler? And when you come home, how has it um, affected your life? Have you been changed by by where you've been? And what have you learned that you can take into the future? So I think that's what I wanted to do, um, you know, with all my travel is to explore who I was in that setting and what, how I grew through that experience. Um, so if I, if you think of writing as thinking, it's really a way of figuring out what I'm thinking. Um, when you put pen to paper, you know, you, you have a blank sheet, you may not necessarily know where you're going, but as you go, um, you do, you do understand where your brain's going and where, where you're thinking. I teach children's book writing too. And I, and I love to give exercises that enable people to just write without thinking, you know, like to a time limit or, or something like that. Um, and in fact, it's kind of interesting about um, travel writing and children's books, because I do think that in some ways, travel writing has informed my children's books. I've been able to see um, people living in very different ways. Yeah. And that has actually sparked some of the ideas for my kids' books. Yeah, well, you yeah. can feel it and see it, in, especially in um, Brave with Beauty. And yes. You can see it in, uh, well, in a lot of yours. I mean, you 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 can sense that you have seen a lot of the world and some of those pieces pull through into those stories in a very beautiful way. Um, was there a specific place or a moment that inspired your book, Brave with Beauty? Because it's so, one, illustrated just phenomenally. And the story is, is really, really nice. Yeah, um, Brave with Beauty, um, and I'll just show the book for a minute. Yeah. Uh, was inspired by my long ago um, sojourn in, um, in Herat, Afghanistan. And at that time, you know, before the Taliban, when the king was still on the throne, um, it was just a wonderful place to visit. And it, it you know, it, it was a place that felt like I was truly going back in time. And I know that um, on when we see a television images of Afghanistan, we, we see a very impoverished world, you know, um, and, and there a lot of people said, oh, it's like, you know, they're, they're still medieval. They're still in this medieval world They're you know, they're not they're not sophisticated um, like like we are in the Western world. Well, the reality is that, you know, in the 15th century, Herat rivaled Florence as a place of science and culture and art. And very few people know this. Right. Um, and there was this incredible queen, Queen Gohashad, about which um, Brave with Beauty is written, who sponsored the arts. She sponsored all the arts, whether they were music, calligraphy, um, painting, architecture. And um, she was actually um, somewhat of an architect herself. She did sketches of, of beautiful buildings. So, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted the world to know that this place in the world had not always been, um, as we see it today uh, in the news, it had been once a, a fabulous place of great cultural and creative um, growth. In fact, one of the great astronomers of the world came from Afghanistan. Um, so, you know, that's what I, I wanted people to know that. It's yeah. so important and especially highlighting women as well. Exactly. In these yeah. positions and just, you know, a lot of people 
to your point, think of Afghanistan when you hear the words, even you have visuals that pop in your head and you don't even think about these times before or the yes. people who have been there and the things that they've built and established. So it's, right. it's a wonderful book. Women um, had a great deal of power. Yes. Part of the world. Yeah. Um, great deal of power. So, yeah. <laughs> and with your illustrations, um, is that an illustrator that you, how did you find your illustrator? Was that part of the publisher or someone? Well, that that, that's a very interesting story, actually, about this <laughs> particular <laughs> illustrator, because many years ago, and I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, um, there are there um Robin and Patricia DeWitt are identical twins. And they illustrated uh, another book of mine called The Marvelous Maze. And their illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, they are just totally beautiful. Stunning. Very detailed. Um, yeah. And and very just, just absolutely exquisite. So um, with my publisher with Brave with Beauty, we had tried a couple of other artists and they didn't quite work out. And then um, we even had an artist from Kabul, but he suddenly immigrated to America and didn't have time to <laughs> do the illustrations. So I said, well, you know, what about Robin and Patricia? And um, luckily they were available and they were excited to do it. And they actually teamed up with another woman, Golsa Yagubu, Yagubi, who is from Iran. So she added much of the um, the calligraphy that's in the book, okay. you know, the beautiful calligraphy. And so the three women worked on this together, which was very, very exciting for me. That's and, you know, yeah. to look at it. You you wouldn't think that there's three because it looks so cohesive. Right. It's so cohesive. Well, um, the twins have been working together in many children's books over the decades. So they're, they're very used to doing that. But the, having the third one really worked well. You know, yeah. because um, she came from the part of the world where this book was written, and that added this authenticity to the illustrations. And and you also have another book that I was able to read called yeah. When Zissel. Is it Zissel or Zissel? Zissel. When Zissel got rich. What <laughs> a fantastic book. It is it's yeah. so great. And I just, as I was reading it, yes, yes, yes. It's amazing. And um, <laughs> what what sparked this creation because I mean there's a million things in today's society to where you could say that thing or that thing right right yeah well um I had originally just played around with the idea of a, of a queen who wanted more and more jewelry and more and more beautiful things and and the more she got the more unhappy she was but then I thought well I think I'll change it from a queen to um just a, an ordinary woman, really. And I, I made it, I gave it kind of a Jewish flavor um, because every time the, the jewelry wears her down, she says something funny. Um, like, oh, my God, I, uh, my, my hat is like a, my hat is like a stew pot with 12 chickens in it, you know? So I wanted to add that humor. And um, so I added a Jewish, Jewish humor to that. And um, again, I was very, um, I never, really choose the illustrators but I was lucky with this illustrator who um is from Italy she actually um I think she lives in Naples oh. and I think she did a wonderful job she will, yeah. she will also be illustrating my next book that will be coming out which is called uh, a tale of bread and thread oh yeah and that, that'll be coming I think it's coming out in September of this year right 
of this year. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when you write your books, do you have like a writing place you go to, or do you like, are you one of the people who like carries journals everywhere and just when inspiration strikes, you start writing or what's your process like? Well, I, I do like to carry a little um, notebook in my, in my purse, wherever I go, because you never know. Yeah. And I like to eavesdrop on people and hear how they speak. <laughs> you know, I, you have to be very uh, observant, I think, to be a writer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do, do I do do that. Um, and I have my own office in my house, which I, is my little uh, woman cave. Yes. <laughs> and that's where um, I write. I don't necessarily get my inspiration in my office, though. I get my inspiration everywhere. Yeah. And on your website, um, if you click on the travel, the travel blog piece mm -hmm. and you scroll down, there's all these stunning pictures mm -hmm. of places you've been and experiences that you were part of. Did mm -hmm. you take those photos or those like, did you travel with a photographer or how, how did you? No, I, I took those photos, but thanks to the smartphones these days, you can take great photos. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a photographer. Um, I always say, oh, I'd like to take a photography course. And then I never do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just with my smartphone, I've been able to to take, you know, fairly good pictures. And I'm, I'm really keen on learning how to do more things with the, with the smartphone, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I went, these look like, I mean, they could be in like a national geographic or something like they're so good. And the perspective is so rich with them. Thank you. Um, but you've also written for national geographic, haven't you? Uh, no. Well, I've, I've written for national geographic kids. Oh, okay. And so I wrote about the coral reef which was a lot of fun to research. Um, but I have written uh, lots of travel essays. And in fact, um, my travel memoir, Places in Time, is going into its third printing. It's coming out in April. So um, that's exciting. April or is it? Yeah, April. Yeah. <laughs> no, March. March or April. Can't remember. But um, it's coming out in its third printing. And, and I'm always excited about that because... I'm a real ham. I, I used to be an actress. So I love to um, promote the book by reading, you know, some of the essays in it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Fun. And then you also have done some work with BBC, correct? You did some, yes. some writing for children's content. Yes. What yes. was that like? Well, that was in New Zealand. Um, when I started writing in New Zealand, um, there, there was a, a BBC um, television show for children, for preschool children. It was called Play School. And so I started to write some simple stories for that um, that were then either acted out by the um, on-screen um, people or they were just read. You know, they had like a story time within the program. So that was really fun, you know. That's so cool. And later, um, when I returned to the United States, I took uh, probably the best job I ever had in my life which was to be a full-time children's book writer for Addison Wesley Publishing. Mm -hmm. So my whole day was spent, I mean, they actually paid me to write <laughs> for kids. And we, you know, I, I was on a small team and we did everything. We did poetry and riddles and nonfiction and fiction. Oh. So that was a great training ground for me um, yeah. to learn how to write using concise language. What a fantastic journey. And I feel like you're like, just still, I mean, you've done a lot already, but it seems like you're still just cranking out content. And it seems like you're 
like just getting started, but you've already done so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's actually a little challenging. Um, you know, it's like that, that, um, expression, be careful what you wish for, because right now I have several books that came out last year and a few more are coming out this year. And they're like having, um, a lot of kids, (laughs) a lot of children that you have to take care of. You have to support them. And so, um sometimes it's a little dizzying like oh well which one should I focus on now to talk about or to you know do an event about so um but it's 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 been really great oh it's wonderful I've enjoyed it and I I always ask people um for I guess if you had to give advice for future generations what advice would you give um, for future generations in terms of writing or in terms of just anything or could be anything could be anything yeah. oh I might say maybe it's because of my age <laughs> I might say it's important to slow down sort of slow down and um think about things deeply without um without necessarily accepting everything you see and read and hear dive deeper into the world i think that's what i i would say because you know we live in a world now with so many sound bites and everything's been condensed and shortened and every people's um attention span is much much shorter than it was so i like that idea of um like for example, I like slow travel now, <laughs> you know, staying in one place and really getting that feel of it rather than rushing around to the next. Yeah. Um, I think that's just very important for our well-being. That's such good advice. And you. Um, I also love to travel. Um, so this year we're going to Scotland. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'm never been there. <laughs> yeah. That would be really beautiful. Yeah. I love the accent. (laughs) (laughs) accent. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. And I, you know, and that is really important to be present and slow down and Mm -hmm. observe. And to your point, like that's where you can get inspiration and peace and a whole new perspective of something you might not have captured or seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and spark ideas for new stories. Yeah. 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 And so for this year, do you have, um, you have the one new book coming out this year or do you have two new books coming out this year? Um, I have, um, so I have a tale of bread and thread, which is an original folktale and it's, it's very humorous and that's coming out. Um, gosh, I think I said September, didn't I? Um, and then um, I have a book that really got, I'm bragging now, I, it got great reviews when it came oh out. It came out in the late 90s and it was called The Circle Maker. And that book is being republished in paperback. So um, that will be exciting to see that get a new life. You know, it's always there's always a little poignance when a book goes out of print. And then when it comes back in, you think, okay, now a new generation can can enjoy that. So um, yeah. the Circle Maker is a middle grade novel, and um, and that'll be coming out. And then, of course, my um, travel memoir, Places and Time, that's coming. I'm out I'm too. personally going to pick up that one and dive right in because I I'm so fascinated by even you know there was a a quote that I read that said 
that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. it, there's a quote from your, your website or from the book that says, I faced the violent grief of a Mexican sheriff, celebrated wide elopement in Turkey, wild elopement in Turkey, and was initiated into a mysterious daily ritual with an Iranian forest ranger. Yep. It's all in the book. Um, the book is actually a collection of travel essays that had been previously published in newspapers and um, travel magazines. Okay. And so, um, but they're, they're all about, it's all about one journey around the world. So I collected them and um, that's what it is. Wonderful. I can't wait to read it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have had the honor to read your books and I'm excited to read even more of them. Um, we yeah. will post a link to your website here so other people can go and check out your fabulous books, follow your writing and your blogs and everything that you do. And thank you, Maxine, for taking time to be here. Thank you, Tracy. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you.